Hey everybody, welcome to another segment of Tony's show. I'm not Tony's show, everything goes. Everything goes. Wow, Vicky, you're already here. Welcome. <laughs> I was busy doing the emails. I said I'm gonna be on time today. And look at my clock and I'm one minute late. <laughs> anyway, I'll let the room fill up a little bit. I'm gonna talk about the uh, uh shows. Hey, how you doing, Vicky? Um uh, today is gonna be a kind of a montage. I'm going to talk about Canada. Oh, Canada. And our home and native. Well, it used to be our home and native. <laughs> now it's a garbage dump for the WEF and their policies. The things that we're seeing in Canada. Oh, Canada. Duh. Canada. Duh. Uh, hey, Thunder Oaks. How you doing? Um. Those of you in the Commonwealth, the outskirts, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, pay attention. May already be happening. And the Maori in uh, uh, New Zealand better pay attention as well. You guys better pay attention to Canada because we are the duh of the Commonwealth, okay? And we have, we got to have these dull duh times that pop into our head. The government here, is going to work hard at taking away your land rights, even if you own property in the mainstream. They are work. This WEF bullshit has got to go. It has got to go. There's such bullshit about this whole, you know, we're going to do this, or we're going to do that. They're, they're going to be dropping a, a, um, a not a pandemic, but they're going to drop some sort of bio warfare on the planet anyway. That's coming. Doesn't matter what everybody does. We're going to make everything nice and tidy, and neat and pretty, so they can still kill you anyway. You know, and you better understand that it doesn't matter what you do, how much you comply, how much ass you kiss, they're still going to kill you. That's the way it rolls. That's how it is. You know, they're looking at things now in a whole different light. You know. And in Canada, oh, Canada, <laughs> we're bringing imports in. I'm going to just call them imports because they're coming from all over. 400,000 imports are coming in every year, coming from places that are non-European. Europeans can't come. No, they can't come. You know, other Commonwealth can't come either. They're restricting them now too. Americans can't come, you know. If you're European, you're not welcome. Don't come to Canada. <laughs> you know, you'll just screw things up because you can still think. No, we're going to bring in the imports that can't speak English, that, you know, have a little bit of a ethnic origin to them and have no idea of the culture and will convolute everything and destroy anything of any value that we have built here for a century, over a century. So again, and this, this applies to everybody, everybody. This invasion of the WEF and the WEF bullshit is again on the take, you know, on the take. Um, yeah, we got that here too, Thunder Oaks. Uh, our weather got unusually, um, unusually cold again. You barely keep the house up at 70 yet last night. That's how cold it got here. 
and that shit outside you'll notice doesn't melt you'll see a little bit of water on the ground but what happens is that shit evaporates it gets into the air then it gets into the lungs then you wind up with whatever comes out of it you know the um uh nice to have the opportunity to take down one at least of them well i'm i don't think taking one down is really the answer i think you need to obliterate the whole that whole network there really that's my thinking they're they're destroying everything everything they touch dies um you know yeah yeah same here yeah exactly i was looking at the weather yesterday we got down to about what one degree above uh not one degree about one degree uh fahrenheit and today it's at 34 tomorrow's gonna be at 38 uh monday at 38 and we're hitting what mid 40s around thursday or whatever so yeah it's this is all this is and then i was somebody sent me a an email some guys talking about the chemtrails are being fraud being fake i couldn't believe what i was reading but then there's so there's and again when i tried to make a comment saying this was comedy the guy that wrote this doesn't have a clue about life or anything normal. They wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let me post. I don't know why. Um, you know, the weather isn't off. No, this is not the weather being off. Are you kidding? Shit, we never get this cold down here where I'm at. I'm not sure where you're at in Ontario, but here in Windsor, we never get that cold. Not to the point where you know you're in the minus. Uh, 15 category plus another minus 15 with the wind chill. No, there's no way we get that cold here. That's Alberta weather uh, normally, you know. The um, so, but anyway, the the no, this is all weather modification. The snow is not even real. That's not snow out there. That's a chemical cocktail. Don't don't and then don't try to swallow that or eat that shit. You're, you will get sick. As a matter of fact, if you you can probably take it inside. And light a match to it and may actually burst into flames people have done that as well um so yeah um yeah so i'm gonna i think i'm gonna start off to show you where we're at in oh canada and those of you in the commonwealth us europe you know central europe east europe russia pay attention africa pay attention South America, especially South America, because you're also the part of the breadbasket of the world. Pay attention. Pay attention. This is coming to you. You know, they are creating famine. They are following the biblical uh, prophecies. They're creating the prophecy. They're using those prophecies so they can bring in their bullshit agenda. Okay, so you're going to see famine is on the horizon. Speaking about the horizon, Fire Medic sent me a video uh, about the moon. Remember Clear's Clearwater Revival? Some of you who are old enough to remember the group. But they sang, sang a song called Bad Moon Rising. Bad Moon Rising. What if the moon was part of the weaponization of the weather? I'm going to get you thinking a little bit. What if they could bounce a beam off the moon? And ricochet that beam and target a country what if what if 
Well, they did that in 1961. They were uh, uh, firing beams off the move and, and sending signals across the planet. Now, with a terahertz frequency, you could create a problem with somebody's weather. And what if, what if, again, getting you to think here a little bit, um, uh, what if every time we hit the moon with a beam, not us per se, but the military industrial complex hits the moon with a beam, what if it starts to create a deterioration in its orbit? What if it creates a deterioration in its maintaining its orbit? What if it is drawn to the Earth because the electric grid, that Atlanta Freeland's got a book out about the space fence around us, and by putting a space fence around us, it has augmented the magnetic field around the planet, again, making us an attraction to things and maybe pulling things out of their orbit or, or attracting a solar flare that may actually hit the planet. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there if, it, if the field wasn't around the planet. But what if beaming it, slowing it down, causing maybe it to wobble in its orbit, and then the electromagnetic uh, uh, grid uh, from the magnetic field from the planet being augmented? What if it brought the moon into our orbit? What if? You know. So again, when we're hitting the moon with frequencies and affecting things, what if Clearance Clearwater Revival song Bad Moon Rising was telling us exactly that? There's a verse in there he sings, don't go out tonight. Uh, it might take your life. There's a bad moon rising tonight or something like that. Uh, but I looked at that and I thought, what if he was actually saying there's a bad moon rising in your eyes? Or something like. That. Anyway, I'll, I'll get to it when we sing it. Uh, when they sing the song, I'll stop it and I'll, and I'll just contort that verse just a little bit. All right. So I will get the show on the road because there's a lot to cover. Um, okay. Since we started talking about Bad Moon Rising, this is off a of fire medics uh, site, and it shows you the weather in the United States and how it looks like it's being hit with uh, tiny. It looks like somebody took a, a drop some bombs on the earth but really what these are frequencies so the links there too but i'm going to play this so we're going to get right into it hold on here we go what happened now well what's playing a while ago are you kidding me <laughs> no no i have the other one somewhere guess maybe we're not going to play it. Jeez. It was playing just before the show. I don't know what happened. Uh, see here. I'm just looking for I usually have a double of these things just in case something like this happens. Oh. Um, you got to be kidding me. Okay, you know what I'll do? I'll do that. Here we go. See if that works now. Yep, it's working. Hold on, here we go.
Okay, that one little verse there got ahead of me there. I'll play it again. And I'm going to tell you just instead of um, Bad Moon on the Rise, think of it as saying Bad Moon on the Eyes. Okay, and the reason why I'm saying that is if they are deflecting frequencies off the moon and it's hitting your eyes at night, your eyes are wide open. Okay, wide open, you know, the ocular is open. So any frequency that's coming back that can hit you, can hit you in the eyes. Then again, imagine what that can do to your thinking. Imagine that. It's a catchy tune, really. When you sit there and think about it, he's singing about the destruction of the planet. <laughs> you know, he's talking about weather warfare. He's like, they're actually singing about weather warfare. And again, at the time, it was an unknown, complete unknown. You know, but again, uh, tell me my tapper looks like looks a little dingy after I boil it ten minutes. Do you know what why they would be? Well, they're putting shit in your water. The sewer system, the sewer is not working properly. I wouldn't be boiling that water. I let the tap run for a while. Uh, you know, and then uh, you know you may you may want to put a drop or two of bleach in the glass of water and wait fifteen minutes. Yeah, let that water run. Boiling it ain't gonna do jack shit. Okay, you have to understand that water that you're drinking out of a tap, number one, is you, some places they can actually set it on fire. You got God knows what chemicals in that water. You got God knows what what uh, hormones are in that water. You got to remember all these women on birth control, they piss in the toilet. Guess where that water goes? And they can't filter that out. So if you're feeling like, you know, three weeks into the month, you're starting to get cranky, that might be why. <laughs> You have a little bit of a female side coming through. <laughs> That's why I don't drink the tap water. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, your tap ain't safe, bud. You know, let's just put it that way. Uh, um, so, even when, even when my head was in my ass, I never drank the tap. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. If you actually go and listen to Clear, Clear, uh, Clear, Clearwater Revival and play the lyrics, or just just listen to the lyrics while you watch Fire Medic show America being assaulted by weather warfare, take a look at Go on uh, Zoom Earth, zoomearth.com, and click on the, uh, the, the part there where, uh, give me a second here, let me get to it. Click on the um, rain-detected radar, okay, and look at Michigan and Ontario. Go across, you know, shrink the map, drag it around all across the United States and Canada. You'll see where I live and where Mel B. Delight lives, we are in direct hit of these ground waves. We are getting effed every day with this shit. And it's breaching the United States border in New York and Pennsylvania and um, Ohio. So 
Yeah, it's in Michigan. Michigan is like a looks like a Star Wars game uh, up near Toronto, Ontario. It looks like oh, it looks like a Fourth of July fireworks. And get around Ottawa, and Montreal. Holy jump! It's like a light show there. So go zoom, um, zoomers, zoom dotters, uh, and then dot com, and then type it. Then click on the like I said, the uh, rain detected by radar. You know, they are. They are messing with the weather. They are creating these anomalies. And if you're in Alberta, up near Cold, Cold Lake, Alberta, you're you're getting all kinds of shit there too. Uh, sometimes it goes as far as Fort McMurray. It, it branches off into Saskatchewan. Um, let me see here. Sometimes along uh, southern BC, just south of Vancouver uh, and Seattle, there's usually there's some shit going on there right now. And you can and you can look around look around the planet, and you'll see all kinds of wonderful shit going on. The other day there was a stream of chemtrails going across northern Michigan, up near the UP, and they're fine ground waves. And if you look on the on the coastline right now, from um, Charlotte all the way down, holy shit, from Jacksonville all the way up to Newfoundland. I mean, you look at the chemtrail streaming coming out of the country, and then the jet stream is taking it north. And then they wonder why we're having uh, the ice uh, wall melting in the um, in the Arctic and in the Antarctic. Because all this shit's going up and it's being taken by the streams all the way up that way. It's unbelievable what you know when you see all this shit that they're doing. And then and then they had the audacity to blame the general population for the footprint that we're supposed to be leaving. This is all military industrial complex shit. This is all corporations like the WEF, the WHO, these are corporations. Okay, big major corporations where all the big corporate big wheels, you know, come on in and you know, make decisions for the rest of the world. So that they can stay rich and you can stay poor. Uh, and they don't give a shit if the planet lives or dies. They don't care. All this bullshit that they're doing is, again, to en engage more control over the general population. It's all bullshit. All of it. If we were left to our own devices, we'd be far further ahead. These people that want to be in charge don't know how. They, they wouldn't know if they're reinboard or, or, or uh, pulled. That's how, how stupid they are. And they got this philosophical concept of how things should run. And it doesn't matter if they violate the laws of creation. It doesn't matter if they, they uh, you know, corrupt genetics. They don't care. You know, and then, then everybody's an experiment. And if you don't comply, you're going to die. And if you do comply, you're going to die. Um, well, you can. you know what? I gotta say, Davey, you're not. You can't. You can't hold the title of fucked up until you come to Canada. Then you'll see what fucked up really looks like. <laughs> you know. But in general, the whole planet is, is screwed up. You know, the whole planet is screwed up. So it's not like you're you're dealing with. Uh, you know, you guys are bad over there, but come here. You know, the motherland where you live is the motherland, and you know, you either lead the charge or be are being led. You know, if New Zealand and Australia aren't leading the charge, then Canada's leading the charge. And if Canada's not leading the charge, then Australia and New Zealand are leading the charge. You know, they, no matter which way you go, 
these three countries are getting screwed up the up the arse sideways, you know, seven ways to Sunday, if you will. And then the United States and the motherland gets it afterwards. You know, they first screw up those countries and see how bad a job they did there, and then they bring it over to the US and the UK, you know. So and then the rest of the um, and then the rest of the uh Commonwealth. So yeah, it it yeah, you 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 don't have you don't hold a candle to us, let's just put it that way. <laughs> I have to protect from the GMO mosquito that, okay, call later. I think they'll use these mosquitoes to inject mRNA. Well, you're going to have to just, it's, it's going to be more than just the mosquitoes. They're already spraying areas with mRNA on the crop. They're, they're already starting to inject the cattle. They're bringing on famine. I said that before, you know. The GMO mosquito is not just going to affect you. It's going to affect the sparrows. It's going to affect the cattle, the goats, the sheep, the chickens, the ducks, the game, deer, caribou, moose, bear. You know, this is going to have a transcending effect on, on the environment. Like I said, these assholes are real, you know screaming about... You know, we're too populated and we're, and we're tapping the resources too fast and blah, dee, and blah, dee, blah. The reason why they're en engaging all this shit is because there's better technology out there right now, right now, that could undermine the automotive industry, could undermine the uh, petrol industry, could undermine the electrical industry, could undermine every industry that's out there. And I'll give you an example. And anybody who has enough brains can figure this out themselves. They have a hybrid car. Runs an electric motor and runs an internal combustion engine. We're still using an internal combustion engine. You have to ask yourself this question. Why are we using an internal combustion engine when it's one of the most inefficient engines to use? Turbine engines are far, far, far superior in power, performance, and endurance. Less, less, less things can break down. Um, uh, so they're not using that. Now, what if they did the same idea and put a turbine engine with a motor so that the motor would allow you to drive up to 80 clicks an hour in the city and the turbine would allow you to drive 200 miles an hour on the highway? Now, I, I'm a guy, I'm a, I'm one of those, you know, I have the, I feel the need for speed kind of guy. <laughs> so 200 miles an hour is about right. You know, I, I want to get there yesterday. Uh, why aren't they using that? Seriously, instead of using this electric car. If you needed extra power, you could have extra batteries. And the way it would work would be this. The motor could be turned into a generator when you're using the turbine engine, which would charge the batteries, supercharge them actually. So if you need to run a reserve because the electric motor is now running off of a battery, you can do that. Or if you're running it off the, of another alternator or another charging system, you can do it that way too. And yeah, and that car could run it on hydrogen. If you want to run it on a, a, a burning, uh, uh, something that will burn fuel, which then would convert to water, or you could run it on steam. Water, just straight water. You could have the motor run a, run a, a current through a coil, which would heat the water, turning it to steam, and then it would be able to turn the turbine. And it would be recycled right back into the system. 
you'd be able to drive about, you would be able to drive, you know, a uh, thousand miles on that or for as long as you could drive without having to refuel. See, if they were really interested in saving the planet and really interested in doing something for the planet, this would be one way to go. And you could apply the same thing. The, the large, excuse me, the large construction trucks that haul the big boulders, they use a turbine engine. That's the engines they use. Either you a turbine or, or diesel. And but see, if you if you brought that in, if you brought that in, um Standard Oil would go broke. You wouldn't need Standard Oil anymore. Alberta would go broke. Texas would go broke. Saudi Arabia would be would be would have nothing. Nothing. You can manufacture these things anywhere in the world. Developing countries wouldn't need to rely on the uh, the uh, petrol industry. But they are not going to restrict the petrol industry, are they? They're not going to restrict the automotive industry, are they? They're not going to re restrict the parts manufacturer that produce all these parts for these for these outdated and antiquated uh, technology. And if you do bring that into the surface, if you do bring in something that actually works, like a hydrogen car or a, a hybrid a turbine engine, you'll wind up dead. They'll kill you for bringing in a good idea. They'll kill you for bringing in something that's more, very progressive because when you do something like that, you give people real autonomy, real freedom that they can't control. They think they're going to be able to control everybody with these new regulations for land and everything else. Okay, they're not. They don't realize that they're building. They're going to build a revolution. They're going to build. They're going to build a civil war or wars over this. People do not like being constrained for any reason. They would have been better off letting that, that so-called pandemic, that bullshit virus that they had, kill everybody. They, people would have preferred to die rather than to be uh, entrapped. They're realizing it now. You know, um, so, you know, this is nothing new. Well, Mr. Bean, it's not just, it's not just the United States, you know, that has had the four billion or uh, mosquitoes. They started this shit in Brazil. Remember that Zika virus that, that that hit, and babies were born with big heads and whatever. You know. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? This is nothing new. Yeah, the, the military-industrial complex uh, makes this shit. Bill Gates works for them as well. They developed this stuff, then they release it in somebody else's backyard. See what it does. You know, all this shit that's been done in Africa. Think about Africa. Got too many colored people. Too many. Got a country, a, a continent full of them. Got to get rid of them. Got to get rid of them. Too many. Way too many. So what do they do? They start wars over there. Wars for nothing. They arm one side and disarm the other side, and then the one side slaughters the other side. It's the perfect strategy. Let the country destroy itself. Save yourself some money. You don't have to send any military troops. 
Release some bioweapon onto these people. Oh, let's release some Ebola. Let's release some HIV. Let's release. It just, I mean, Africa's been nothing but a, a bed ground for, for um, um, their experimentation. Yet I looked on the map, the global map for um, sustainability for uh, a culture because you have to produce 2.2 babies in order to sustain your culture. And some parts of Africa, they're producing five babies per family. They're going to be around long, long before anybody else is. Everybody else will be gone. Europe, on an average, is producing between 1.1 and 1.3 babies per country. Europe is no longer going to be Europe. They are on their way to extinction. Canada is only producing 1.4. The U.S. is, is producing um, just... Oh, just barely over. They're producing two point something. They'll be around. China is now producing 1.7 per family. Okay. They are on their way to extinction. India is, uh, what is it? Pakistan is producing something like five or six kids per family. They'll be, they'll outlast the Chinese. So, like I said, when we're looking at the global situation, um, um, hey, how you doing? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, oh, sorry. Yes, yes, XX. <laughs> I don't know what the XX stands for, but hey, you know, treats their own. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, when we're looking at these statistics, the population of the planet is not growing like they're telling us. And I don't believe for one minute that we have 8.8 .8 billion. That's a projection. Okay, that's a projection. When you're looking at every country in the world is producing less than two kids per family, that means the population is on its way out the door. So all this bullshit that they're doing, they go to these countries like Africa or South America or India or even China, where they got all these people and they can release some sort of major outbreak. And then all of a sudden they base their whole premise on this idea that, oh, we got this pandemic going on. Oh, it's killing people. Oh, and then, you know, get everybody all worked up into a frenzy and then they line up to get a bioweapon put inside of them. See, it makes really no sense to, to attack the countries that are not producing any babies in the first place. <laughs> why, why wipe them out? They're on, their way to, they're on their way out the door anyway. Look at the Tanzanian uh, uh, president. Not the one they got now. Not that ass kisser they got now. Look at the one that was there before. The biologist. That was a real That was a real leader. He was looking after his people. He wasn't going to allow them to inject them with that shit. When the, and when he sent that bullshit that he sent to the uh, UN to be analyzed, he knew what he sent them because he did the anal analysis himself before he even sent it. They said, oh, they were all testing positive. He's just sending shit, dead fruit, dead animals. None of that had the corona in it. He knew they were bullshit. Them. He said he wasn't going to buy their drugs. He told them to go well, what he told them probably was what I would have said. Um, so, yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, the whole damn thing is bullshit. All of it. Unfortunately, in O Canada, the Canada, we only got... <laughs> Five million people, <laughs> a certain percentage of people here that still have a functioning brain cell. The rest of them are walking around in their sleep. Dead are in a doornail. They're just husk of life. 
with no not no uh no driver at the steering wheel no nobody paying attention following following the following the theme da da dee da 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 you know as the song said and the beat goes on that's canadians they just keep on with the beat don't don't think don't ask questions just keep on with the beat you know um so like I said, when we're looking at all the stuff that's gone on and anything that we've ever had that was positive that could actually benefit us and benefit the planet, they shut it down. <coughs> Excuse me. Back in the 50s, like I said, they had they already had carburetors. <coughs> Excuse me. That had the capability of giving you 100 miles to a gallon. Why aren't we using that today if the earth is in such dire Dire, dire straits. You know, what whatever happened to those carburetors? If the if the planet's environment is that bad, like they're saying, and it is bad, but why aren't we using those kind of carburetors to give the cars in, all across the planet a hundred miles to a gallon? Because the Saudis would go broke. All the oil-producing countries in the world, Canada, the Saudis, and everybody else, the United States, would start to go broke. Wouldn't be selling enough oil. In fact, you'd have to lower the price. The common, the common person would then be able to use the vehicle you know, and be able to drive a car and afford a car. Cars then would sell for a lot less as well. See, the problem with the planet... The number one problem with the planet are corporations and banks. Corporate Rockefeller Institute has cures for cancer. Are they using those cures for cancer? No. Why aren't they using those cures for cancer? Because there's no money in fixing people. There's no money in healing people. But there is money in treating people. Keep it coming in every month. You get your prescription refilled. The pharmaceutical companies make money. The doctors make money. We'll see you in six months. We'll see you in three weeks. We'll see you in, in a year. They make money. They keep recycling the product. That's people. That's why. Okay? That's why. So this is why nothing gets fixed. Nothing works right. It's all a lie. Everything you think you know about this existence, about this mainstream, is all based on theater, a lie. When I see some of the shit I see where people send me an email, I say it's nothing but theater. Um, uh, well, I don't know why you would want to bring a child into this shit. You know, it doesn't make sense to me today, but who knows? I mean, to each their own, I guess. Um, well, the population is probably about half of what they're saying. And I'd say it's probably closer to three billion, not four. Uh, people are not having babies today because they don't want to bring children into this shithole. The planet is nothing but one big fucking shithole. Most of us today who have had kids re regret having them, not because we, we don't love our kids. We regret having them because of what we brought them into 
and the legacy they're now going to have to be under. That's why we regret it. I regret, I got, I have a son and a daughter, love them both, but I wish I hadn't had them now. If I knew then what I know today, guess what? That, that, that incident would never have ever occurred. You know, and again, I'm not saying that to be mean spirited, but I'm looking at today and what's going on today. There's no way I'd want to have anybody would want anybody to suffer today. You know, um, so the, it's where, it's the way it is. It is just the way it is, you know, um, Yeah. Yeah, the Gaddafi is that's that story is true. The uh if you want to look up, look up Gaddafi's green book. Even though Gaddafi was a dictator, he, uh, uh Libya was more a democracy than the United States. And he was going to take uh he was going to take the <clears throat> um he was going to remove Libya from the US dollar. That's why they took him out. Uh, Hussein, the same thing. He was gonna he was gonna go into gold and euros, and they took him out. You know, the United States right now it isn't even the United States anymore. I'm gonna get into that too. Let's see what we else we got here. Um, uh, oh, there's lots of cures for cancer. The end. The thing is, they're all buried. They're, you have to look really hard to find them. To even find literature on cancer, I got a book dating back 1902. They were using four things to wipe cancer out back then. Today's cancers are being caused by epigenetics of the of the environment regarding the nanoparticles and the foods and the GMOs. And that's where the, most of these cancers are coming from. All these brain issues, you know how we're going to have a, a, a catastrophe with Alzheimer's. Well, the reason why we're having a problem with Alzheimer's is because of these nanoparticles that we're breathing into in our through in our air passages. It's bypassing the blood-brain barrier. The amyloid protein that they're talking about is a defense mechanism that the brain produces to protect it from being infiltrated by foreign matter. <coughs> it's another protein that the body uses to protect itself. What winds up happening is then these particulates use those protein and they start networking in the brain. That's why we're having problems. Parkinson's is the same thing. If you look at Parkinson's and you see a guy shaking all the time, that's a short circuit. That's the brain being shorted out. Uh, all these people that are taking these drugs um, for depression, they found that when the drug dissolved and got past the blood-brain barrier and went into the GABA receptor sites, and it started bridging a bridge between the two halves of the brain, causing a short circuit. It's all nanotechnology. It's the silica in those pills. The silica will assemble. It'll do it without a frequency. And you got to remember, your brain is an electrical grid. That's where all this shit's coming from. You know, when they say your cereals are fortified with iron, they're not kidding. Okay, they put iron inside so that whatever bypasses the blood-brain barrier or bypasses whatever barrier, it, it then will start to, again, it could get magnetized just by the electrical current your body produces. You know, it can collect, cause damage. Um, so, um, 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, today, looking at things, it's it's um, uh, well, the the disassociated identities again. This is done in the educational system. Seriously, you know, you don't know what you are. You think you're this, but you're that. <laughs> it's something, you know, where did that come from? So anyway, um, so again, we're we're in a we're in a world that isn't really fit for life, and it's becoming less by the day. Um, so anyway, I'm going to continue with the next segment here. I want everybody to pay attention, especially those in the Commonwealth. I want everybody to really pay attention to what this lady is going to be saying here, because I'm going to tell you, it's this is brutal, and this is famine being formed by the WEF, the WHO, the UN, and and the military-industrial complex. Take a look at this. Listen to this. Here we go. This is another SOS from Alberta farmers to all Canadians. Please listen. We stand to lose all of this. Yes, the trees and the land. And here's how. If a land use bylaw like Four Hill goes through, we'll only be allowed to have 10 shrubs in a residential area on farmland. 10. We will also be restricted to four laying hens. No more, only four. And any outbuildings like barns, workshops, sheds, or storage facilities that haven't been used in six months will be deemed illegal outbuildings on our land and will have to go through review through the local municipality in which we'll have to register it and ask for permission essentially to still be able to keep it on our land. They're also proposing that they would allow any bylaw officer to come onto your farmland without permission to check if you're up to par. You won't be able to hide any hens. You won't be able to hide the fact that you've got many trees or that you haven't filled out a registration to put up even barbed wire fencing. This is an assault on the farmers. This is the worst one yet. This is worse than the nitrogen fertilizer. Guys, this is serious. If you value local farmers, locally grown foods, farmers markets, craft shows and other things that local farmers do as well as provide food for you in the grocery stores you're going to stand up because every municipality in alberta is currently under attack by the gsa group and their municipal government i have a pinned video that goes further into detail about the changes that they plan on making in thorhild this isn't an isolated event though sounds like they're doing this in every single municipality they possibly can including Ludwig County, Grazio, White Court, um, Warrenville County, Barhead County. There are a lot involved here. We need your help. This is another. All righty, I'm going to read a little something here just to show you how stupid our Canadian government is. I mean, you can't, you can't buy this kind of stupidity. This, this wouldn't even, this wouldn't even, this would not even make a comedy act. Okay, let me read this. Uh, currently, we are fighting a proposed land use bylaw, LUB, complete rewrite. A company called Green Space Alliance Urban Planning Firm, it's all, again, and all this fancy bullshit, GSA, 
was contracted at a price of $100,000 to do a rewrite. They have an office in Edmonton, but are based out of India. India. Okay, India. And especially these large urban centers, Mumbai is an example. They rewrite, they did for our country, is deplorable, excessively punitive, and very clearly not designed for rural communities, but rather more strong patterning large urban center templates. We got a foreign company, probably created by proxy by the government of Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> you know. And they came over here to write laws that they wrote for India and basing it on that for Canada. Canada is a unique animal to begin with. Our weather here is unusual. You know, they, and it's become more unusual with the weather patterning from the chemtrails and the, again, the, the WES idea of, of um, what's supposed to be. And now we're going to regulate people in Alberta. What happened to this Daniel Smith, you know, this new premier that's supposed to be so wonderful? She's the DeSantis of Canada, and she's going to do this, and she's going to stand up to Ottawa? That's all bullshit, period. Bullshit. What does a company like the Green Space Alliance Urban Planning have to do with a person having four chickens to lay eggs as opposed to 20? The reason why they got 20 chickens to lay eggs because not every chicken lays eggs every day. So they have to have a certain volume. What difference does it make if they got bushes growing in front of their house or behind their house and if they got a forest in their property? It's their property. See, this is being designed to kill the small farmer. This is designed to wipe out the food supply. The large urban farm, uh, farmers that are out there uh, selling whatever, if you take away the small farm, you're not going to be able to afford to buy food. You're going to be forced to eat a fucking grasshopper or a cricket or a cockroach or whatever the hell it is they want you to eat. Okay. So this is this. And again, I'm going to tell you something. They're hitting the Commonwealth. And that's including the United States. They're hitting them first. They're hitting the Europeans right behind. Then they're going to be hitting Africa and they're going to be hitting South America where people don't have money barely existing on what they're doing as farming's concerned, getting subsidies to, so that they can grow the food to feed the people in their respective countries. And if you wipe out the small farmer in Alberta, you're going to wipe out the small farmer in Ontario. You're going to wipe out the small farmer in New Brunswick. You're going to wipe out the small farmer in BC, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, PEI. Get our, we get PEI potatoes. This is coming to your country. You can thank the WEF, the WHO, the UN for propagating starvation. This is a form of propagation of starvation. And to, and to rely on any government assistance today, as far as I can see, is completely ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. Governments are the ones causing the problems, and they're being told what to do, not by the constituency that voted for them. 
They're being told what to do by the corporations and the banks and by the WEF. Let's start calling this shit out. Says, you know, beating around the bush. It's the WEF that wants to bring in this new world order. It's the WEF that wants to starve mankind. It's guys like Bill Gates are developing bioweapons to be injected into gen the general population. You know, and sitting there watching a hockey game or a football game or a basketball game, because it's winter months here, or a baseball game, for crying out loud, instead of looking out and seeing our country being wiped out by this kind of a, um, this kind of a agenda, you know, it's going to, you know, I'll tell you what it's going to take for most people, you know, I'm going to tell you what it's going to take for most people. When they start seeing, they're no longer going to be able to afford meat, but they can afford a cockroach. Oh, look, cockroach is on sale. It's only 10 cents a pound. Meat's on sale. Oh, it's $100 a pound. You know, uh, uh, you know, think about this for a second. When you go grocery shopping, you know, you go to a farmer's market or you go to a open market somewhere to buy food, that's coming in from a farm. And these farmers are not all subsidized. It's only the big corporate farms are subsidized. And a lot of the shit that they're, that they're growing is all garbage anyway. It's all genetically modified, you know. Um, so here we go. Don't think this won't hit the rest of the Commonwealth. Don't think this won't hit the rest of uh, uh, Western Europe, Central Europe, Eastern Europe. Don't think anything's going to hit you there. Don't think it's not going to hit the Africa. They're going to go after these African countries that are producing five kids per family. <laughs> and they're going to hire groups from, um, from outside the country has absolutely no idea of the dynamics of your country and they're going to write this legislation that they want, that the government will tell them what to write. The corporations will tell them what to write. The WEF has already has the mandate in place for them to write what they want them to say. You know, this idea that your government is going to take care of you, that's a fantasy. You know, that's all a fantasy. Yeah, that may be in Florida, but that ain't true everywhere else, uh, Angelo. And uh, there are some, Aldi was getting eggs from one company, forget who the company was, and they weren't real eggs either. They were synthesized, you know. Um, so again, that's not, that's not true everywhere. Maybe it's true where you are at, though. How you doing, Chris? How you doing? Hey, Space Odyssey, how you doing? Welcome, welcome to the show. You know, so um, I don't even know if they're lab eggs. <laughs> I don't know what they are. One of them you could ring, you could put in water and wring it out like a sponge. The other one was bouncing it off like a basketball. <laughs> you know, like holy shit, what is this? You know, um, yeah. No, actually, I was late. I was one minute late. <laughs> one minute late. Um. I'm looking right at the clock and I was and I was still late. Anyway, that's just the way it goes. All right, let me play some more stuff here because I think 
we need to really wake up, uh, not us wake up so much, but to get everybody else to start paying attention. This land thing I was reading about is also going to affect the indigenous people. Okay. And, there, uh, and it's already started. Um, they got this. Where the hell we go? Um, new Blueberry River Agreement will affect everything in land stewardship. The BC government has now engaged the natives so that they form a cooperative or cooperations for taking care of the land. So that so that corporation can no longer just go anywhere they want to dig an oil well or do whatever, supposedly. Now you have to also remember, and I'm sure this is true everywhere else as well, that the native population have corrupt chiefs and they're paid very handsomely to look the other way. Meanwhile, they bring in all kinds of drugs and shit into the reservations and they wipe out the people, the general population with these drugs. Um, so the initial agreement that I read a little while ago was that the natives were going to be given a special, special privilege to manage the land, but if they couldn't manage the land, this is the caveat here, they're going to set all kinds, all kinds of money for them to, to um, take care of the land. But if they didn't, couldn't keep up with the standard that they set up, they'd be able to move in and take over. Imagine that. <coughs> Signing that kind of an agreement. I mean, with all their destruction they are causing, to the food supply and the dismantling of the economy that they intend to kill everyone. I don't believe they want anyone left. They don't want anyone left that can remember like me. I have a history, 60 years of history on this shithole. I saw them start the race riots. I saw them start the MKUltra programs. I saw them initiate the drug problems that we have today. I saw them initiate the dismantling of the men and women and, and giving women supposedly um, uh, their their independence and their ability to have rights. Women don't have any more rights than men do. In fact, they, have they still have less. The idea that women can do what men can do and all this other bullshit. Well, I'd like to see a woman get an erection. That I'd like to see. Well, you know what? I shouldn't say that today. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because maybe they can. <laughs> well, look, it's made in China. <laughs> it's attached, you know. You know, women were women back then. And most women had enough common sense. And there were some things about the liberation movement, not liberation movement, the women's movement, that were good. Women that were working and, and working, doing the same job as men should have gotten the same kind of pay and same kind of benefits. That came along, but didn't come along for every woman. That came along for women that worked in the companies that could afford to pay that kind of wage and to give that woman that kind of equality or that solidarity. But that didn't affect, that wasn't every, and not every woman wanted to be part of that feminine movement either. They were pretty content being at home and being a, a, a mom, but they were being forced to comply to a system that they didn't agree with. And there'll never, never, ever, ever be equality between men and women. It's, it's impossible to have equality between men and women. And the reason why that's impossible because women say, so that's because you men won't let us have the freedom. That's not even true. 
like men have power. Most working class men have no more power than women do, but they've got women believing whatever bullshit that the media tells them. The reason why women will never have equality with men is because men don't have equality with men. This is how it works, ladies, for those of you who think in a feminine kind of mentality. If you think men have more equal, equal rights than you do, we don't. Mm. Equality is based on economics. So what it's based on. If you've got money, you have more opportunity. That's how it works. If you're poor, you got nothing. You're still a slave. No matter what spectrum of the scale of finances you're in, you're still a slave. Whether you're self-employed, driving a truck, working in a factory, working on a farm, working in some some kind of job, whatever it may be, you're still a slave. You're still a slave. If you got people working for you, you're still a slave. You're just their taskmaster. That's all. Nothing more. Just call it what it is. You still are a slave. And with women, it's no different. Women do not have equal rights with other women. Never will happen. It all boils down to economics and economic power. And that economic power that you have still traps you. It entraps you. It entra and the more you have, the bigger the trap. The harder the trap. There's a certain point where you can exist and a certain point where it rules you. That's the hard, cold facts about equality. It's a dream at best. That's it. Um, so... Um, you know, the whole, this whole idea of equality was, again, uh, created to create a divide between men and women and between men and men and women and women. And I used to find, uh, I used to hear all the time from women, they would rather work for a man than for another woman. Because another woman will not allow a woman to have an opportunity because, again, it's a security thing. But men would. And I used to hear that all the time, too. Here in the UK, local councils are implementing policies from the UN and WHO, uh, global, global to local. It's called the, <clears throat> the Covenant of Mayors, unelected representatives dictating policy, absolutely piss-take, piss and no one cares when I tell them what's going on. You know what, and Davey, that's true everywhere. That's true everywhere. <clears throat> Look in Canada. We were protesting all this bullshit with this, uh, these vaccines. We had a trucker rally in Ottawa, one in Windsor, one in Coots, Alberta. And the government just basically allowed the privilege. It was a privilege because it wasn't a right. Mm. And because it was affecting the American and Chinese economy, they put pressure on the Canadian government to break, to break our charter. They disbanded the trucks. They had horses trample on people in Ottawa. They had tow trucks moving the uh, trucks away from the Ambassador Bridge where I live. And they did the same thing in Alberta. It just goes to show you what power you really have. Okay, in this reality and in this and in this existence, in this matrix, if you don't have the money, you don't have the power. And if someone's got more money than you, they have more power than you do. They wield more power. That's how it works. So what you got going on there with people being stupid and ignorant. Uh, and again, it will come to a point, and this is the only time they'll wake up, and even then they won't wake up. They have learned to love their slavery. They have learned to love being dependent on whatever 
will take care of them and they will accept whatever abuse their abusers will give them and they'll still be loyal. That's it, you know. Um, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Australia's ahead of Canada. We're right behind them. Whatever they're doing, they're doing down the land down under with all the thunder and with the, the Kiwis in New Zealand. We're right behind them. We're, we're one step, we're a step and a half behind them. You know, so like I said, they first hit the outlying, outlining areas of the Commonwealth, conduct their bullshit there because people, you know, become so domesticated and so uh, cozy and comfortable and complicit. You know, the only people that are more, they're more um, laid back than Canadians are the Chinese, the Asians. They, they have completely domesticated that whole culture. They go along. They may, whatever, they don't even raise a, they don't even raise a, a bitch about anything either. Um, so, um, so like I said, you know, we're, we're no longer living in a world where there's any kind of ethics or morality. And that, that only exists among the common people. Like I said, and, and now they're trying to take the guns away from Canadians here. All guns if they can. Because they know when they start moving in with authority of some force, people are going to retaliate here. Some will anyway. Those who live in the major metropolitan areas are so used to being, they're so used to just kissing ass you know, if they're not kissing somebody's ass that day, they feel something's wrong. That's just, that's just the way it is here. You know. Um, 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 well, it just goes to show you, VN, if they're saying um, they don't trust the government, they took the jab, they do trust the government. They rely on the government. Most people today do not have enough... Uh, they're incapable of thinking for themselves. Mm. They don't have the ability to think anymore. Mm. They've been watching that damn television for so long. It's, it has become their brain. It has become their whole perception of reality. You know, no thinking, no extrapolation, nothing. Just, just follow, just follow along, sing the song, you know, um, it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. Um, what's this one here? Yeah, I want to play this. This is by a woman named Catherine Watt. Uh, fire medic passes on to me. It's called the Kill Box. The Kill Box. This happened January 24, 2023 uh, at a press conference. So I'm going to play this. Let you guys listen to this for a little bit. Uh, it's amazing to see how this has evolved and developed. Hold on. Get you set up. Here we go. Hopefully this works. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Here we go. idea is that public health has been militarized and the military has been sort of turned into a public health front or... Um, Potemkin Village, such that they are using public health 
language and public health laws to actually carry out a military campaign. And I would not call them DOD vaccines. I would call them DOD weapons. So I call it the kill box because the first sort of lead that I had was Todd Callender's January 30th, 2022 interview on Elizabeth Leavleet's podcast called Truth for Health. And he described it as a kill box. And then I looked that up and it turned out it's a military term for establishing a geographic space or three-dimensional area for a military attack by air and by surface to kill the people who are in it and then dismantle the kind of um, framework and move on to the next campaign. And what the DOD and the World Health Organization intend to do and have gotten quite far in doing but not completely um, reach their goals is to set up the entire world as their geographic terrain, their target population as all the people in the world, the duration of their campaign as permanent, and the weapons that they're using are, number one, informational, that's the propaganda piece and the censorship piece, number two, psychological, that's the fear and terrorism piece of telling people they need to be afraid all the time and they need to listen to the government, and then the third piece is the chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear weapons, which are called in their campaign pharmaceuticals, vaccines, but are actually toxins and pathogens. Um, so I started, after I heard that interview, I had already been wondering what was going on, but I started trying to um, track down some of the things Todd Callender talked about in his interview and figure out what the legal frameworks were and how they were set up and what the financial coercion mechanisms were. My finding, which many other people have found in various from various other angles, was that this project has been going on for centuries. Um, it's basically globalist central bankers and lots of related organizations trying to get complete control of human beings um, through banking programs and through military programs. And they kicked it into higher gear in 1913 with the Federal Reserve Act. And then they kicked the public health aspect of it into higher gear starting in the 1930s and 40s. Um, before the um, 1960s, they mostly did it through orchestrated armed conflicts and financial depressions and wars, which are very loud and messy and destructive to infrastructure. And it makes it difficult for them to have plausible deniability and legal impunity for what they're doing. So in the mid-60s, they got much better at inducing suicide and homicide by fraudulently labeling poisons as medicines or as vaccines or as prophylactics and telling people that submitting to that poisoning process was their civic duty. And that's, we saw that in COVID with the, the shorthand for do this or you're um, gonna kill your grandma. Um, and the way that the pharmaceutical method is primarily useful to them is that plausible deniability is much easier and legal impunity is a lot easier. They can achieve the same goal of killing lots of people without their fingerprints being all over it. Um, I looked into the coercion cascades, mostly financial. Um, not going to go into a lot of detail with that, but it starts at the top with the Bank for International Settlements. And they can use their control of other federal central banks' access to financial systems. And then all the way down through state governments, national governments, local, municipal, school districts, hospitals, everything. If you comply with what they're telling you to do as far as masking and testing, isolating yourself, taking injections, 
then you will get the financial access that you need to run your business or to have a job. And if you don't comply, they can cut you off from those services. And so that is one of the main mechanisms through which the whole thing was carried out. And then on the legal side, um, at my website, I do trace it back farther, but I'm going to start at 1969 just for the sake of starting somewhere. Um, the U.S. Congress passed the, a law to set up the Chemical and Biological Warfare Program. And in that law, which is 50 U.S.C. Chapter 32, there are very important key terms, including protective, prophylactic, and defensive, which is how they justified doing it. They, they were using those words because the international community of ordinary, non-insane people um, were concerned about biological and chemical weapons, and they were working on international treaties to prohibit them. And so they needed to build in loopholes, and the loopholes they built in were, we're not going to do biological and chemical research and weapons development except for protective or prophylactic or defensive purposes. And that's a false characterization because all biologically active products are intrinsically aggressive and toxic and lethal. And that's where we get disciplines. Or that's the thing that disciplines like toxicology, pharmacokinetics, genotoxicity, um, drug-drug interactions are all related to that fact that everything that goes into the human body or any living body has some effects which can be toxic. So that was the way they tried to get around that. And then the foundational public health emergencies platform uh, came out in 1983 when Congress passed the Public Health Service Act Amendment, and that set up the Public Health Emergencies Program under the 1944 law that had originally set up the Public Health Service, which is a branch of the military. And it also, in 1983, Congress and Reagan set up a $30 million slush fund, and that has continued. It's got a different name now than it did then, but it's still being funded as recently as the, the NDAA and the Consolidated Appropriations Act in December 2022. The other thing they did in the 80s was set up the 1986 National Vaccine Program and National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act. And that's the one that set up the liability exemption for manufacturers and funneled anyone who was injured by a vaccine into this different compensation program. And that's been used as a model since the um, COVID started for the countermeasures injury compensation program. So the international piece the cornerstone is the World Health Organization, which is not a health organization. It's a military organization because of this merger that I'm talking about. It's sort of the military arm of the, of the one world government that they're trying to set up. And they did a set of amendments to the international health regulations in 2005 that entered into force in June 2007. But basically, the IHR, which are currently going through another round of amendments to make them worse, hold on national governments to strengthen their own domestic laws and fund more programs for surveillance, testing, detention and quarantine, physical control, and forced treatment during international outbreaks of communicable diseases. And the pretext that they used, because it was bankers who were doing this, was that they needed to protect international trade from disruptions caused by disease outbreaks. But the real intent was to set up these legal systems that transfer sovereign government from the nation state to the World Health Organization and the BIS automatically when a public health emergency of international concern has been declared. And 
Congress and U.S. presidents and the cabinet complied with that demand from the World Health Organization. So two of the key years were 1997 and 98. That was when the beginnings of the emergency use authorization program was set up and when they transferred the CBRN weapons stockpile from DOD classification, I guess, to HHS or CDC classification and control. Um, it was the same products, as far as I can tell. It was just a relabeling and a rehoming of them. And the, yeah, the EUA, that was kind of a two-step thing. Uh, at the time, the public was really upset about the use of unapproved vaccines for anthrax on military troops and the horrible adverse effects they were having. Um, so Congress passed a law in November to, to kind of revoke authorization for testing or using unapproved products on military troops. But three days later, in a different law, made it so that the same programs could be done, but the target population would be expanded from just military troops to the entire American population. Then, around 2000 to 2002, using the momentum from 9-11 and the anthrax attacks on Congress, they set up, through the statutes again, um, program management sort of structures. Um, they did that through the 2000 Public Health Threats and Emergencies Act, through the 2001 Authorization for Use of Military Force. And people talked about this at the time. It was construed as putting the country into a permanent state of war, the global war on terror, with every other country in the world. So there was no geographic limitation. There was no time limitation. There was no identified enemy other than terror. And through that, I think other people figured this out at the time, and then it sort of got suppressed. But um, it made everyone in the world into a presumptive combatant or enemy target. So it was essentially a de facto covert global martial law act by the U.S. government. And then in those early 2000s, we also got the Patriot Act, the Public Health Security and Bioterrorism Preparedness and Response Act, and the Homeland Security Act. And those were just more of the merging of the DHS, the DOJ, the HHS, the Department of Defense, all of the cabinet agencies. So since then, 2003 to 2009, there have been lots and lots of executive orders on these things, lots more statutes and appropriations, lots of agency regulations, um, guidance reports that were circulated to state, local, and tribal authorities, and law enforcement so that they would know that under a public health emergency, they are subordinated to the federal military. FDA issued a lot of guidance for industry documents and sent those out to the pharmaceuticals and to the academic organizations and NGOs to let them know about how FDA was going to handle experimental products like vaccines, gene therapies, biologics. And they did more test runs like 2003 SARS, 2006 MERS, and 2009 H1N1. That brings us up to the Other Transactions Authority. And this was revealed through Pfizer's um, April 2022 motion to dismiss uh, whistleblower Brooke, Brooke Jackson's False Claims Act case. They said this was not a vaccine. It was a DOD prototype. And we were never obligated to do valid clinical trials. We were never obligated to prove safety or efficacy to anyone. We never had to get FDA authorization through any of the normal guidance for industry channels because it was a prototype. 
on October 4th, 2022, the U.S. government endorsed that view and filed a statement of interest and support for the motion to dismiss, basically saying that clinical trials were never material or necessary for DOD to pay the contractors for producing and distributing the bioweapons known as COVID-19 vaccines. And so all of this became visible from 2020 to the present when the uh, World Health Organization Secretary General issued the Public Health Emergency of International Concern at the end of January 2020, and the HHS Secretary immediately triggered the domestic frameworks through the determination that a public health emergency exists, followed by PrEP Act declarations for medical countermeasures, which are the weapons. And then Congress and the presidents, Trump and Biden, passed several additional congressional acts, um, funding and um, reinforcing the structure of the kill box and issued more executive orders under the Defense Production Act, under the Stafford Act, under the National Emergencies Act to sort of build out the program. Basically, what it built is a huge public and private funding stream for military-led um, bioweapons research and use, eliminated informed consent um, by reclassifying people who could potentially be carrying a disease as presumptive national security threats um, so that you can do anything you want to them because you're on a war footing. And to shield the products and weapons from product liability, to shield all the people involved from criminal liability and civil liability, and to shield the government funders, developers, and regulators from criminal prosecution under the other laws which are in place but are sort of superseded by this, this framework for use of bioweapons, use of chemical weapons, terrorism, things like that. I see it as a joint project between the U.S. Department of Defense, a coordinating committee of that, the Federal Reserve, and the World Health Organization and the Bank for International Settlements, and the United Nations. But the World Health Organization is like a, a subsidiary of the U.N. And there are things that the globalists do not like. They don't like constitutions and charters. They don't like the conflicting statutory frameworks around um, bioterrorism, war crimes, genocide, torture. They don't like any of that stuff. They don't like when states and provinces and counties and like towns pass their own laws protecting informed consent, um, protecting people from for consumer safety. They actually put out a report in October 2022, state laws limiting public health protections hazardous for our health. And there's a whole bunch of things in there that states have started doing that the globalists do not like. So doing more of those things, more bringing control back to the state, more using Article 10 of the Constitution to reclaim state authority, um, those are all extremely useful. And I do think it's going to break. I think there's going to be a tipping point and the, the criminal prosecutions are going to start. And we have all the evidence. And every time they try to answer what we're talking about by saying national security, they reinforce that this is the right way to go. This is what they're doing. They're doing war crimes. <laughs> they're doing war crimes? No. Say it ain't so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I stated, military industrial complex is controlling the show. The banks are controlling the show. The corporations are controlling the show. You know, this is not, we don't have a democracy 
like everybody thinks we do in Canada and the United States or throughout the Commonwealth. We have a fascist system here. Fascism is what we are running on. This is the base of our government in Canada, the United States, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, the motherland, Europe, Central Europe, East Bloc. It's all corporations that control everything and the banks. We don't have a democracy. That's a dream. We're under a fascist system and have been for, for forever. You know, the idea that the Russians are communists, big deal. They too are fascist. Corporations controls communism. You know, when they say so, we want to be socialistic, that's just another terminology for fascism that's, that uh, relies on capitalism. But the capitalism that they make is based on, again, corporations that make the, they make the money. And the banks that make the money. That's who runs the world. That's who runs the the the, uh, the system. You know, we're she's saying that they're committing war crimes. And she's saying how all these people like Fauci and Soros and Gates are protected because they're working with the military industrial complex to produce the bioweapons or the genetically engineered AI program bioweapons that they're inserting into people. And the fact that you say you have rights, they're saying you don't have rights because you could be carrying it away. So again, we are being, war is being waged on mankind. In Canada, you know, we have such a bunch of wussies in Parliament, they're all on the take. Every one of them has bent over and grabbed their ankles for, for Klaus Schwab and the WEF. Every one of them. You know, we've been completely violated in this country. The United States, at least in some parts of the U.S., you know, if, I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to do some real serious digging. If I wanted to move to the U.S., I'd be moving into the communities that are passing laws to protect their communities. The thing is, in those communities, you're going to have to have uh, 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 policing of your environment. Where are you getting your water? You need to, there was a, a thing I got this week someplace in, in Canada where a river was blood red, blood red, and it went for miles. My thinking was somebody in the military dumped some shit in the water to kill the aquatics and possibly to kill the... Um, the farms to create pests to create famine again because if the water table is polluted then it's going to kill everything in the environment um you know what i mean so you you have to um you have to kind of like i said think about anything you do that's going to go against the status quo against the agenda that's going on today, you're going to have to have everybody involved in patrolling your environment to make sure they're not dropping something with a drone into your environment, you know, firing some kind of shit into your water table. You'd have to scrutinize everybody that's inside your system so that they're not part of the WEF <coughs> and they're not put there to sabotage your system. Pretty hard to do. Pretty hard to do, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, I've seen that too. But, 
you know what? Uh, but see, by what you just said, any MP who stands up to be counted gets sagged off and kicked out of parliament. Where's the dem democratic process here? It's a control process. You told the party line. You know, um, again, you know, again, <laughs> do we have a government? Do we really have a government anywhere in the world? You know, the UK where the Magna Carta was, was, was uh, brought into existence. The U.S. Declaration of Independence, the Charter of Rights. Canada's charter, which is which is only good enough to wipe your ass with, because there's really no nothing there to back it up. You can't have a charter of rights and you have a government that's a completely fascist system. It, it just don't mix. It's just a piece of paper with a bunch of things written on it to make people happy because they wrote something on a piece of paper. That's all it is. Even George Bush Jr. you know, said that the Constitution was just a goddamn piece of paper. That's how he put it. You know, and again, this is the very piece of paper that supposedly put him in power. But what put him in power were the banks, corporations, and, and any other institution that's out there. You know, when you watch that show uh, uh, Network, and a guy's telling the guy in the office, there is no United States, there is no Russia. The actual corporation, the actual corporations are the actual nations of the world. Google, you know, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, AstraZeneca. These are the corporations. The telecommunications industry. These are the corporations. The automotive industry. These are the corporations. That's why countries are no longer called countries anymore. They're called corporations. Um, you know, the the um so yeah exactly when you're looking at what okay what david t just said there that the united states gave russian money and technology to kill american soldiers this has been going on forever this has been going on forever the united states government is america's worst enemy canadian government is canada's worst enemy Yet everyone's too damn stupid to see it. The banks are, are what, like I say, they pull the strings. All we have in most countries today is a board of directors sitting in a position that the banks and the corporations put them in. Okay, we're going to have another election soon. And we have a conservative and we have a liberal. And the next election, we'll probably have a conservative take over. At least he thinks so anyway. So I guess he's he's trying to sway the the higher ups that he's better he'll be he'll do a better job of screwing Canada than Trudeau's doing right now. That's how it works. Canadians haven't woke up to that reality. Canadians think that's an abhorrent thought to even think of. They haven't had enough beating to realize that this is the reality of today's life. You know. In Canada, and I would say probably most of the Commonwealth, if you wanted to stop the situation from occurring to further progress, you need to secede from the Confederation or the um, whatever holds the respective countries together, whether it be a charter, a charter of rights, a constitution, whatever it may be. Let's say all the territories and all the, all the states in Australia decide to secede from Australia. What would happen 
with the WEF's agenda. It would fall to dust. What would happen if New Zealand decided to set up its own, the two islands decided to set up uh, two different countries and break away from New Zealand? What would happen to the WEF? It would fall to dust. What would happen if the United States of America, the states in the United States, broke away from, the, from corporate America and formed another country? What would happen? The WEF would fall to dust. What if Canada decides to secede from Canada, the Federation Confederation of Canada, and formed another country? What would happen? The WEF would fall to dust. Because then each province would become a country. And each province could then associate with the other provinces, like Quebec is doing, and still have some sort of national security and all the rest. WF would fall to dust. See, but again, this will never happen, not in my lifetime anyway, because most Canadians today are still caught up being complicit, good little puppets, go to do their job until the government, the government tells them they can no longer work and to take these injections because it's their civil duty to take their, these injections, their civil privilege to protect other Canadians, and they'll fall for the bullshit. They'll fall for the bullshit. Canadians don't think as a whole. I got to tell you, they're dumb. A lot of them are dumb. They don't think. They react. They go with a, they go with a, a mob mentality. If you tell them, if you took the shot and you're protected by the shot, then you shouldn't have to worry about me if I don't take the shot. That means I'm vulnerable, and that means I'll die if I get infected. You won't. You've been protected. You got your protection on, baby. You can't get you can't have anything happen to you now. You're protected. They do not grasp that concept. They cannot They cannot see that concept. That they got the jab, they should be protected. If I don't get the jab, I'm not protected. And I shouldn't be able to infect them if they have the jab. That concept escapes that reality from them. They don't have that. Um, no, not really... Not in really world. They wouldn't. Are, are you kidding me? Canadians do not look. All you gotta do with Canadians, and I heard this forty years ago, forty-six years ago. I heard this that all you gotta do with Canadians, seriously, is give them their tobacco and their alcohol. You can then literally shit and piss on their hand, and they wouldn't. It wouldn't phase them as long as they had their booze and their tobacco. That's the truth. I heard that when I first came to Canada. And I thought, oh, that can't be so. Because all the Canadians I had met were pretty upstanding people and had a brain in their head. And the guy was, had, had, was again, going off grid 30 years ago. He had had enough of the bullshit. It wouldn't matter who you put in charge. It would, it would take a century to break the thinking that Canadians have today. You know, even the natives are falling for the bullshit. I talked to a clan's mother in Quebec. She's telling me that the native communities are also becoming more um, apathetic. Because when I asked her, why would the natives trust the government? All the government's ever done is jammed it up their ass. Why would they, why would they trust them? She said, because they have tasted the Kool-Aid, they liked the way it tasted, and they have now started to go along the same way. Um, you know, so again, you know, we are in that situation today. You're not going to wake these people up that are just complicit and just locked into that thinking. Never happened. 
Okay. This is why I say I don't worry about the people that have uh, gotten the jabs. I'm not worried about anybody who decided to comply with the system. In my humble opinion, you made that decision. You are now infected with a bioweapon, and now you're going to have to deal with the consequences. I would rather deal with the people who took the stand, said no, didn't get any fucking jabs, and help them and help them sustain their health and show them how to protect themselves from frequencies and this jumping and this violation by these injections. Like she said, the military-industrial complex has waged war. We're in a warlike state. They have put us in into a state of war, and they're attacking everybody. They're experimenting on everybody. We ain't seen nothing yet. We're not by 2025. I, I, I we'll see how many how many of these people that have been injected. We'll see how many of them are left, and see how many new people are infected with the aerosoling and the mRNAs they're spraying in the food supply. We'll see how many more people are going to be dying from that shit. They'll blame it on the pandemic. Eventually, they'll probably stop the injection program because again, uh, it'll get to a point where people are going to say, "Fuck you, we're not doing this anymore at all." We got a bioweapon factory in Quebec. They want to build one in BC, British Columbia. Bioweapons factory. That's what you that's what you call these these companies that are making these injections. And the parliament is not going to say no to this because they're getting a major kickback from these corporations building these bioweapons in Canada. Trudeau, the prime minister of the country, was worth $10 million when he walked into power. He's worth $300 million today. How much blood did he have to shed to get that kind of money? Didn't care. Doesn't care about the people. All he cares about is kissing w Klaus Schwab's ass. That's all he cares about. All he cares about is making the WEF happy. That's all he cares about, you know. <coughs> I don't think you can do that right now, Thunder Oaks. I really don't think that's possible. The new generation is hooked on the cell phone. You can't, you couldn't pry. You know, we used to have no saying about guns. You'd have to pry them from my dope, cold, dead fingers. It's the same way with these cell phones. You can, you'd have to literally shut down that network completely and have them go through a medical withdrawal clinic from cell phones in order for them to snap out of it. They're so used to having something programmed them in their head that if you shut that down, they probably a lot of them would probably die. I'm not kidding. Um uh, uh, so it's you know, I don't think that's even doable at this point. We're heading for a global burn down and i mean by a burn down i mean that they will use eventually certain weapons that they have stored for a long time to burn the environment from any uh, residual effect from their bioweapon experiment that's what i see coming so a lot of this generation is going to be wiped out just from those type of activity they're going to burn up the burn up the landscape you know, you know those little potholes we see on the moon that they blame meteorites have hit Myself personally, I think what happened there was they had some, there was some kind of um, uh, ballistics that hit that moon, took it out. Um, you know, 
Yeah, none of that makes any sense, getting these injections. I mean, the natives have been, like I said, F seven ways to Sunday, for crying out loud. They've always, I mean, even in Canada, they were not even considered citizens in the 50s. They had to have a pass in order to leave the reservations, and they had to give them a, a location where they were going, how long they were going to be gone, and they had to be back by the, the allotted time that they said, <coughs> or else they could get picked up and thrown in jail. That was in Canada. You know, that's, so that's how de democratic Canadians are, you know, Canada was. They put them, they isolated them all in reservations. Why do you think they did that? It wasn't to give them their land. It's so they could exploit an experiment on them. Now who's gonna miss who's gonna miss something they don't see? Hmm. Think about that, you know. <coughs> um well, I agree with you, Vian. I, I do. I think majority of the people today aren't even people. I think most majority of them today are either robotoid. LMDs, uh, clones, maybe even aliens you know, living in a clone uh, clone uh, structure. Who knows? For sure, for sure, for sure. But, you know, it's, that's what it appears like to me as well. I have never met so many stupid people in my, in my life that I've seen in today's time. When I was in Alberta, I couldn't believe the stupidity I was seeing there. I was in Calgary and, and I, I'm working with these people. I'm thinking, holy, they just, let's just put it this way. I was amazed that these people could walk and talk. That's how stupid some of them were. You know, it, it was just amazing to see this, you know, and then the racism that I saw there was unbelievable. Uh, a real thinking person would not for all the government bullshit. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, like I said, when we're looking at Canada, you know, everyone used to say, well, we're not Americans. Well, that's true. We're not. We're Canadians. But Canada has a bloody history. When you look, you look at the natives, just on the native part of it, and what to how many they slaughtered in this country on their reservations, mind you. You'll be shocked to see how, how uh, ethical and moral our government really isn't, you know. I don't have any faith in the federal government at all. I don't have any faith in the provincial one. I don't even have faith in the local government. We've got an idiot here in Windsor who's a psychiatrist or psychologist that writes prescription drugs for people that they put in charge of this uh, bioweapon distribution here in Windsor. Guy what doesn't know doesn't know enough, doesn't know anything from an asshole from his asshole to a hole in the ground. He's that stupid. But he lives in a palatial house. He has a nice, he's got a nice prestigious income, you know. But, you know, like I said, <laughs> a complete idiot and a moron, you know. So, like I said, when we're looking at some of the wonder, wondrous things of Canada, they only show you the, the, the mystique of Canada, the mystique, the beautiful mountains, they're nice forest green trees, eagles flying in the air, the sun rising up in the horizon. It all looks all picturesque and pretty, and it is. If it's a real sun and a real moon, that's a real scenario, not some AI-generated program. But the actual, when you live in the, the, the system, you begin to realize how much of it is just total hypocrisy, complete hypocrisy. Nothing they tell you is real. 
whatever they tell you is, a des is designed to divide and conquer. That, and that's how it rolls. That's how it really rolls. You know, that's unfortunate. Um, that we, I mean, we're in this situation here that we're in. It, it, and again, it's never going to change. All right, another thing here. Bill C-11. I don't know if you're familiar with Bill C-11. Bill C-11 is about re regulating the Internet and what you can do with live stream. I don't know what's going on with it completely because we're hearing so many different things about it. This is the, the highlight of one page. Senate passes liberals' controversial online streaming act with, dozens, with a dozen amendments. Now, let me show you how to read these articles because people get confused. See, they, they're telling you in that title that they're going to pass this controversial Bill C-11. doesn't matter what happens, they're going to pass it. And they're going to pass it to get it their way. Now, you, hear, you read the whole thing and you see that um, companies like Netflix, YouTube, Spotify were complaining to the Canadian government about the steep penalties um, with the live stream because they don't want people like me telling you whatever I'm telling you because I'm getting you to think. They don't want you to think. They want you to stay stupid. They want you to stay uninformed. They want you to stay in a state where you cannot think for yourself. Let the government think for you. We'll have the AI put a program into your head and you will believe what they tell you. You know, uh, anyway, when you read this, this is a lot of it's about Canadian content and blah, blah, blah. But what the bill is really about is so that you and myself cannot come out here and make any kind of comment that's controversial in regarding to challenge their, challenging their agenda. You know, and the Canadian content, they want more Canadian content out here. Well, pfft. How much Canadian content do we have here in Canada? Because if Canadians make anything here, it doesn't get accepted anyway. Mm. Um, now, I mean, they have to, most Canadian stars that made any kind of name in Canada had to go to the United States or Europe to make that name. They didn't do it in Canada because Can Canada, you don't have the means to do it here, you know. Uh, so when we're looking at this whole thing, it's all about controlling the media, what is allowed to be seen, what's allowed to be heard, you know, uh, what's allowed to be said. So, you know, I may have to, I may have to open up a server in Iceland in order to be able to do the show to get it into Canada. <laughs> oh, Canada. I'm in Iceland, you know. <clears throat> that's and that's what it is. That's what it really is. And like I said, when we're looking at everything today, don't believe the bullshit on anything. I'm one of these kind of guys. I don't believe nothing unless it can be substantiated. I've gone through so much bullshit in this life that I've come to a point that this life is nothing but bullshit. So in order for me to see something that has any real benefit, I want substantiation. Reading a research paper does not mean it's substantiated. It means that somebody wrote a report or a research document on a, on a topic that I may be interested in. 
then I want to look and see if I can replicate whatever I'm reading or if I can actually validate what I'm reading to have any kind of uh, reality to it. You know, like I said, things that I'm seeing now today and what I saw back years ago, you know, I was under an impression or under a program years ago, so I saw things based on a program. Everything, everything that I thought I knew or I thought I had a grip on, I have to. I've had to reevaluate everything from my from my faith, things I've been taught about the Bible, to the things I've learned in science, to the things I've learned in mathematics, to the things I've learned in literature. I've had to challenge everything again. You know, I've had to look at everything again. And if there and if I don't see substantiation in what I've read or am reading or am seeing any kind of factual evidence on any level, I just don't accept it. Mm. You know, and you have to have that kind of mentality today because you know, if you just accept things without any kind of discernment, you're gonna get misled. It's just the way it goes. You will get misled. Mm. You know. You know, the concept about, about Thomas, um, uh, you know, unless I touch with my hands and see with my eyes, I don't believe that it, it, it's come to that almost because you don't know today if you're seeing an illusion, you're seeing a deception, or you're seeing a lie. Unless you've got some sort of internal mechanism that can discern the truth very clearly and see through a fabrication, you know, and most of us don't have that, uh, you won't know. Um yeah, there you go. Reminding you all about the new forum. Yes, Thunder Oaks has a forum on there. Uh, www.oaks.nu. I think it's NU. Um, so again, head on over there. Um, I tried to get in again this week. I got to try it again. Um, uh, I'm having problems getting into this thing. But anyway, uh, I'll have to try it again. Um, yeah, so check out the forum. And again, if you guys want to take whatever you want to take to discuss, go there. If you can't, if I'm not on, if I'm not doing a show or whatever. Um, so maybe, and again, maybe we'll do a platform. There. Oh, yeah, I just found out today before I go on that some of you may be having a hard time now accessing the show, even with your cell phone. So what I'm going to do, uh, I record these shows anyway, and... Um, um, what I'm going to do from now on, I'm going to download them into the Rumble channel. So if you can't access Podbean for whatever reason, I'll have them in the um, I'll have them in the uh, Rumble channel. And if I can get into the forum, maybe I'll put a link there where you can go check the show out. If you can't get you know can't get on the Podbean, so the more people we get in here, and the more people we can spread the word that. You can come in here and also check out the shows or have a discussion, but whatever, you know, feel free to do so. Um, um, so again, uh, I can host all Tony's stuff uh, on any on my domain and form. Yeah, uh, you know what, Thunderbolt Oaks, I was go ahead, go for it. You know, because um, I said I just got a call today from London, Ontario, two hours from here, and he said he couldn't get on the show. He's been listening to my show for forever, and when they change the format. They screw something up and they can't get access. So again, and that may be a problem may be happening. Okay, so and the other thing too, since he's opening up the forum, if you can help him out with the donation of some kind, please do so. You know, 
I, he's not, I don't think he's asking for anything, but, you know, to uh, spend time doing kind of stuff like that should have some sort of reparation to him. So if you can help him out, do so. Uh, and again, I'm putting this out there. He, he never said nothing, but I'm putting it out there. So again, he, um, he took the time to re-engage this so that everybody can now have another place to meet and talk and share and have a commonality with people who are awake on the same level, you know? So again, you know, if you can help them do so, um, the, um, we are in a war. I've been saying we're in a war. We just heard this lawyer say that we're in a war. You know, we're not going to win this war by being in the system. We win the war by leaving the system. It's one of those situations that if you stay and fight, you're going to lose because you're now on their playing field. You are now in their playground. So they have the advantage. It's like playing a hockey a hockey team, right? Um, uh, when you go to, to their hometown arena, they have the hometown advantage. So that's where we're at right now. When their hometown advantage, now if we beat them in their hometown advantage, that's pretty. That's, that's a, a feat. But if we can get them to play in our hometown, that's another. That's another story. You know. Um, well, we're not wrestling at this point, VN. <laughs> we're not wrestling at this point. <laughs> at this point, we're in a war. You know, it's a war for our souls. It's a war for our, our minds. It's a war for our bodies. You know, it's a war. It's a DNA assault. Uh, yeah, so it's, we're, we've gone way past wrestling. You know, we're in a war. <clears throat> Let me check out one more thing here. Uh, um, Let me see here. Something else here. Oh, no, not that one. Let's see here. Well, I started talking in the beginning, and I think I mentioned it, <clears throat> about the United States um, surrendering their autonomy to the UN. Uh, <clears throat> let me read some stuff here. Please take seriously the severity of this essential threat and everything free people hold dear. Do everything in your power to pass this report on to others who find ways to communicate and who do influence people to stop empowering the WHO to take over our national sovereignty and freedom. On May 22, 2028, 2022, the ultimate control of America's healthcare system and hence its national sovereignty will be delivered for a vote to the World Health Organization governing legislative body, <clears throat> uh, the World Health Assembly. This stress is contained in a new amendment to WHO's International Health Regulation proposed by the Biden administration. Proposed by the Biden administration. The President of the United States has betrayed the American public. Again, another one. One released a bioweapon, and now one is surrendering the health care to the WHO. Can you imagine that? <clears throat> they are scheduled as a provisional Agenda item 16.2 at the outcoming conference, May 22nd, 28th, 2022. So again, this has already happened. So you may want to see why shit's going on in the United States with the, um, with the surrendering of the sovereignty as far as health is concerned. I didn't really re realize this report was that dated. Um, and when you look at and when you look at the bottom, you see a picture of a snake 
with wrapped around a rod. Looks like the other half of the the the, the DNA strain is gone. They removed it. That's what it looks like. It's, it's all symbolic. The um, one world uh, domination. Anyway, something for you guys to read. That'll be there as well. Let's see what I got here. Uh, no, we got here. All right. I want to find a section here. See if I can find it before. I should have had it before going. All right, I'm going to play a little something here. It's called Promise, Prism, Palantir, Pegasus. These are all these spyware going on in the planet today. Hold on one second. I didn't get to it the last time. I think it's right about there. As we gain more capability. So I can see everything. I can see what book you looked at at Amazon.com, you know, uh, last week. Um, I can see who you talked to. I can see who your friends on Facebook are. Uh, I can see the text messages you sent. I can read the emails you wrote. Uh, and I can set up things that are called fingerprints that allow me to track where you've been on the web, who you're talking to, even if you're using sort of anonymizing technology and so forth. Introducing the Huawei Ascend D-Quad. Stunningly designed and crafted. With a pen-sharp 4.5-inch HD screen. An incredible 8-megapixel BSI camera. Taking Dolby Surround Audio. Smart power saving technology in the most compact body. And a quad core processor making it the fastest smartphone in the world. Beauty. Agility and speed. We call it the Ascend. The Huawei Ascend Dequad. Just north of the Israeli city of Tel Aviv, and this building is home to an Israeli company called NSO Group, which develops and sells one of the most invasive spywares in the world. The software is called Pegasus, and it doesn't matter whether you're an iOS or Android person, your phone could become a target. The phone becomes a spy in the pocket. Payloads, camera, the microphone, text messages, and anything else done on the phone or close to it are susceptible to monitoring. This is how Pegasus works. The target receives a text message with a special link. One click on it and the spyware is secretly downloaded to your smartphone. From then on, all your private data, personal messages, passwords, just about everything is being sent back to the operator. So who are the targets? According to NSO Group, its software is designed to track criminals. Our products have saved the lives of thousands of people, prevented suicide terror attacks, helped convict drug cartel lords, facilitated complex crime investigations, and returned kidnapped children to their parents. 
But internet researchers from Citizen Lab embarked on a hunt for Pegasus. And according to them, it does not serve only a good cause. Instead, it may be breaching innocent people's privacies and some countries' laws against cross-border hackers. Citizen Lab tracked the malware in as many as 45 countries, among them six states with a history of abusing spyware to target civilian society. Set the goal for Israel of becoming one of the top five cybersecurity powers in the world. An Israeli surveillance software tool capable of accessing microphones, cameras, and other data. One Saudi dissident says he spoke to Jamal Khashoggi regularly about Riyadh's use of technology to crack down on critics. Well, I was working with Jamal in some different projects, and uh, I've learned in, in, in maybe... On remotely, even when you if you made a phone call today or sent an email to a friend, there's a good chance that what you said or wrote was captured and screened by the country's largest intelligence agency. The top secret global surveillance network is called Echelon, and it's run by the National Security Agency and four English-speaking allies, Canada, Great Britain, Australia, and New Zealand. The mission is to eavesdrop on enemies of the state, foreign countries, terrorist groups, and drug cartels. But in the process, Echelon's computers capture virtually every electronic conversation around the world. And as we first reported last February, a lot of people have begun to question just how that information is being used. We can't see them, but the air around us is filled with invisible electronic signals, everything from cell phone conversations, to fax transmissions, to ATM transfers. What most people don't realize is that virtually every signal radiated across the electromagnetic spectrum is being collected and analyzed. How much of the world is covered by it? The entire world, the whole planet, covers everything. Echelon covers everything that's radiated worldwide at any given instant. Every square inch is covered. Every square inch is covered. <laughs> Welcome to Planet Earth, where privacy just doesn't exist anymore. Now you see why I don't have a cell phone. You know, that voice with the Wowie bullshit, that was all frequency. That was all to be seducing so that you would buy their shit. You know, oh, it's so fast and comfortable and sleek and neat and pretty and blah. This is what they used to do with the automotive industry. They'd have this blonde bimbo, you know, big boob, tight ass, six-pack, and, you know, sleek slender. And they'd say, oh, look, you get this car. And everyone's thinking, oh, if I get the car, do I get the gal too? That's the way it was back then, you know. It just transferred it from the car to now the spyware. The spyware everyone has has a microphone and has a camera. So it sees what you see, hears what you hear. And anything you say is can be used against you in a court of law because now they have inside that phone a recording of what you've been talking about. You know. So like I said, when we're looking at all this shit today, you gotta be careful what you're playing with, you know. Got to be, be careful what you're playing with. All right. I wanted to show you that in the last show. I got about two minutes left, so I'm going to have to wind it down. But everything will be on. The links will be on. If you didn't see the links, I encourage you to check those links out and share this with everybody that's awake. You got people that are not awake that might be reachable. Share it with them, too. But if they're awake, they need to know. We are in a matrix. We are in a, uh, a hologram. And you are the star attraction, and you will be targeted. That is a reality. All right, as I say at the end of these shows, read the Gospels. Read what Jesus had to say. 
read, you know, read what, how he lived, what he did, and what he was talking about. Look at the uh, Book of Revelations, the intergalactic, the interdimensional war coming down the pipe. Check it out. Read the rest of the Gospels. Get familiar with your covenant. That's all I can say to you. Get familiar with your covenant. All right, as I always say at the end of these shows as well, you know, we're still here by the grace of God. Remember that. So until the next segment, to your health. The next show will be Monday, 6 o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern. So just in case I, I don't get the message out, you'll know it will be there. Uh, and I will try to get these recordings on the Rumble channel as well. So if you can't get the rerun, you can get it there. All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you at the next show. Take care.